0: Welcome to Pin the Cue Productions. If you are interested in the culture of the fire service and keeping tradition alive, you have come to the right place. Now sit back and relax with your brothers and sisters and enjoy the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Cue Productions, visit www. In the cube.com. To the show, brother.
1: Hey, thanks for having
0: me. So, uh you're a firefighter in Arizona. That's right. Correct. So, a little different from Jersey right now. Would you say oh, yeah. it was today? What's the temperature there?
1: uh Right now, it's it's in the low 80s. Yesterday, it was 98, and that's like an all time record for like November 5th for it to be like 98. It's crazy. It's
0: <laughs> awesome. So, episode 47 with firefighter Fenton. We're going to get to some cool things. Uh, Right out of the gate, bro, it's funny to see you without the mustache, right? Because what's the name of this episode is the man behind the mustache. Right. So, um, what I think it's important for people to understand is you're you. (laughs) You're an actual, you know, you're a family man, a firefighter, and you do a lot of cool things outside of uh, Firefighter Fenton, which has obviously gained some serious popularity. Yeah. Before we get into anything else, bro, tell me um, how this all kind of started for you. Like, how did your start from starting the fire service begin?
1: In the fire service? um, Actually, I was, believe it or not, so I come from a family of cops. Uh, My dad was a cop. uh, Two of his brothers were cops. The other, the fourth brother, he worked for a gas company. Um, but So everybody was cops. I was actually gung-ho to be a police officer. And um, I was going on ride-alongs all the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be a cop. I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps. And then, you know, toward, kind of towards the end of his career, kind of had some, you know, just beat down, but it kind of had some sad things happen. One of his best friends was shot and killed. One of his officers, he was a sergeant. One of his officers was, shot, was ambushed and shot and killed. And so it was pretty rough on him. Right. Um, I was uh, my senior year in high school when that happened. And so. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to your funeral. You need, I got some buddies on the fire department. I grew up with these guys, I hang out at their stations when I'm on duty. You need to come on a ride along with them. So I went on a ride along. Uh, we, I went to, it was a Phoenix Fire Station 24 and uh, went on a ride along. And the, the captain, I was, I rode on the ladder, ladder 24 and the captain there uh, was a good friend of my dad's. He was like, hey man, come do a 24 hour ride along. Like, really? I can do that. So, he's like, awesome. yeah, I so, yeah. Yeah, went on a 24 hour ride along, and I, and at like 2 30 in the morning, uh, we got popped on a house fire. Took off. I remember running out to the truck and jumping on with the guys, and we go screaming down the road. It was right behind the fire station, real close. So, we get there right at the same time. It was a dual company station. So, we get there the same time as the engine guys. And I just remember as we get there, it spreads to the neighboring house. Well, now it's like a dual house fire. And I remember watching the guy pull the line, you know, kick the front door and go in. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm definitely doing this. It was kind of like the ultimate bait and switch, though, because, like, <laughs> that doesn't happen all, every shift all yeah, the time.
0: Totally.
1: You know, but it was awesome. And so I was just like, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do to be a firefighter. And I, you know, I started doing ride-alongs, started talking to everybody I could, started testing, and then that's kind of how it happened.
0: That's so awesome, bro. And how old were you when that happened?
1: Um, so I was 17 on that
0: ride along. Wow. It's funny because this whole time you want to be a cop and then, and then just like that, a flip of switch, you know, at, uh, just that ride along, would you, would you say that ride along definitely hook, line and sinker?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I I started going on multiple ride alongs. I went a lot of rides, ride alongs with those guys, bunch of other cities, just kind of getting a feel for all of it. See how everybody did. And I learned pretty quickly that it really didn't matter. What city it was, what the back of the shirt said, it was pretty much the same job. And I also learned really quick, and I've definitely solidified that through my career that it doesn't matter where you're at, where you're at in the world, in the country, this job attracts the same kind of people. You know, you can identify that guy on every department. <laughs> 100%,
0: bro. 100%. Yeah. So, so. so walk me through this, bro. So you, you go to, uh, obviously, you went to a fire academy. Tell me what that was like. So, when you finally get your your ticket punch and you're going to the academy, explain that to me.
1: Um, so my department, um, at the time, it was uh, a lot smaller than it is now. So we had, uh, so I did like the, the Firefighter 1 and 2 Academy. And then when I got hired here, uh, I was in a large group. There was 12 of us and they didn't have the budget to send us through the large regional academy that's locally. So we just kind of did kind of on-the-job training so I didn't do the full-time academy I did a one and two academy but a full-time you know Monday through Friday 12-week traditional academy that we do here in the valley that wasn't I didn't get to experience that just because like I said when I got hired with my department it was it was a lot smaller Um, and that was almost 17 years ago which is crazy to say
0: (laughs) but it's crazy how fast it flies by right it is but you know my one and two
1: academy it was it was you know it's it was great as far as you know building bonds and friendships with people that I still I still talk to today you know it's just crazy it's funny to like look back and even talk to some of them about the firefighter thing they're like I never in a million years thought that you would be this guy and I'm like me too Yeah, no. I I always like making people laugh, but I never would have seen where it
0: came. Yeah, well, that's obvious. I mean, you you make a lot of people laugh, bro, every day. So you you graduate the you graduate your academy, your setup. Mm -hmm. Tell me, walk me through your experience for that first company you you were at, your first station. Explain that to me. Like, what was it like?
1: So I was, um, so like I said, there was twelve other guys. I was the youngest. I was twenty one years old. I think the next. The uh, youngest was like 28 or something like that and then um, and then the oldest thing was like 49 so I was the youngest, you know so I you know it, it was I was I dude, I was brand freaking new to life basically. I had zero life experience. I was living at home. I mean, dude, I, I made all the mistakes. I didn't know how to freaking cook. Right. I put the wrong soap in the dishwasher, and <laughs> like no joke, filled the freaking kitchen up with bubbles. My, I I did nickname suds for a while. Awesome. There's like a picture of me just holding a mop with just bubbles everywhere. I was just like, oh my gosh. And so yeah, I wasn't doing myself any favors. Um, but you know, it was it was good. I was I was very quiet my first year. Um, my dad always told me, you know what, keep an open mind and a closed mouth. So I was very quiet. I absorbed everything. I took a lot of mental notes because, you know, there's, there's guys that treated me like crap, you know, and I was just like, okay, that's fine. I won't always be on probation and I'll just remember this, you know, (laughs) so, um, but, uh, I just took it all in, man. And, And, uh, you know, I, I did the booter deal, you know, and, and everybody said, play the game. You know, I did, I did it, you know, I went through everything, earned my way earned earned the guy's respect. And, uh. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely grew up. It, it forced me to grow up. I remember having a senior firefighter sit me down and he's like, you know, everybody loves you. We love you. But it's, it's clear as day that, like, you still live at home because, like, there's stuff that goes on around here. And it's like, if he's like, what happens when you're at home? And he's like, you don't pick up your dishes from the night before or whatever. What happens? He's like, your mom does it, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, your mom ain't here. He's like, and he's like, and you're really the mom. You're going to pick up the crap that people leave behind. So,
0: you know. Bro, one of of the videos you put out recently was, you know, the you video. mm -hmm. Who Mm -hmm. picked out the garbage? You. Bro, I'm laughing so hard because, and I think that's what's so awesome about what you're doing, honestly, is that every firefighter can relate to your videos, man, because it happens in every station, whether you're in Arizona, New Jersey, New Mexico, it doesn't matter where you're at, bro. It's the right. same cats, man. Same circus, different clowns. Exactly. That is exactly it. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Yeah. So, so now that you got some time on, um, do you find yourself in a, in a mentor role more now that you're, you know, you got some time on?
1: Yeah. Um, I really, I really enjoy talking to new guys. Um, just trying to, you know, help them with just, I guess, earning their way and, and learning, learning and, and, trying to like bestow on them the things that I learned the hard way. You know, when I see guys, um, I'm like, eh, let's, you know, trying to come alongside them. Obviously everybody's got to kind of learn on their own, but you know, it's, it's, you're, it's almost like a parent. You want to make sure that your kids yeah, do things the right way, but sometimes they got to learn things the hard way, but I really enjoy, I, I do, I really enjoy kind of just sharing some of the wisdom that i've learned just over the years of of both not only how to do things on the job but like just life in general and and like i always talk about my big thing is like margin you know creating margins in your life and and you know especially the guys who, who are married like remembering like you're married to your wife not the job you know what i mean and when and, and like the, the job is great love it I would never take anything away from it. I absolutely am very proud to be a firefighter, um, but I'm very, but I'm more proud to be a husband and a father. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's all those saying that you are outside of the fire service that are really important because, you know, God forbid something happens and this job, gets taken away. Those are the things that you're left with. And so you don't want to wrap up your identity hundred percent, you know, just the job. It's a great job. But, you know what I mean? We're so much more than just firefighters.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's a really good lesson. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think we need to emphasize that more in the fire service because, you know, listen, learning the craft, loving the craft, it's it's awesome. And there's no job like in the world. I love what I do. Definitely. We have, to have something outside the fire service, you know. Um, like the show for me is something outside the fire service, which is kind of weird because it's a fire service, but it's different. You know, it's a right. different. Yeah, I get my, it. My release, my escape, you know. For you, clearly, Firefooter Fenton, you know, um, is your release, it's your, your way of making fun and having fun and, and, and your release away. Would you say that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I'm a, like a creative type. So it's, it's my art, if you will. You know, I, pl- I play guitar and I and do music. And so there's a lot of other things. It's actually how my wife and I met. And then video, just for me, is something that I've always had a passion for. And so, yeah, it's what I'm passionate about and and it's, I like to create, you know, I like to come up with an idea, create it, put it out there. And, you know, every time I put a video out there, it's, it's I always tell my wife, I'm like, gosh, it doesn't matter how many times I put a video out there. It's always kind of scary because you're putting yourself <laughs> out there, you know what I mean? I'm oh, just yeah. like, I think this is funny and I put it out there and sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss. I just have to remember it. But to me, just staying true to myself is I just, I think they're all funny. So. If people don't like it, like, eh, I thought
0: it was funny. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not just saying this because I want to show you, like, they are all funny. All right. I laugh, <laughs> every time I laugh, I, I enjoy it. So, Thank you. Um, you. talk about your family. and I want to I dive right into that. Um, I, what I've seen about you so far that it's very obvious to me that you, family to you is everything. Oh, yeah. You're very yep. big on your family. And uh, tell me a little bit about your family.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm married. My my wife's name is Stephanie. We've been married for um, 10 years. This March will be 11 years. Uh, we have four kids. They are all the ages six and under, so it's kind of crazy. Oh. We have a we have a six year old, a four year old, a two year old, a one year old. We are <laughs> we are donezo. We've things have been taken
0: care, of. <laughs>
1: but no more. But they're great, and and it, it's a lot of fun. I. I it it's very busy at the fenton household i bet um but it's it's fun and that's been that's been a challenge in itself to just continue doing you know these things that i enjoy doing as far as the video and stuff like that but like i mean people anybody who's kind of like paying attention especially over the years and seeing like my family grow and stuff like i would you know i would love to be able to put out new content every single day and every single week but sometimes i go through dry spells where just stuff isn't coming out because i i have You're a busy. family <laughs> i have yeah i have responsibilities and i need to make sure that they take priority over that so
0: one of the things i liked about <laughs> uh you putting out stuff is you'll often put things out with your family like i remember one video you know the kid your kids were outside and there was a garbage truck just dumping the garbage you know it's like things like that are cool because you you invite people into your into your life too. You're inviting people into your world,
1: right? Yeah, like the um, like my Facebook feed or my my Instagram feed or TikTok or whatever you're on. Like the feed part for me is that's where you're really gonna see the just that person that like character, the firefighter Fenton character, that persona, um, and it's I've kind of like it's kind of weird because it's funny because I feel like I don't ever, I don't ever address the mustache. So I have, I mean, obviously I don't have it right now. So I'll, there's a big, there's a huge chunk of my following that is like, dude, how do you get such a majestic mustache? And I was like, I know, dude, crazy, bro. I, I, I wish.
0: Yeah. Well, clearly, <laughs> clearly I had, I started my, uh, my Movember. It's this is yeah. I do in November because I it's I suck at this, so I do yeah. November and I look ridiculous. But whatever, you can pull yeah. it off though, bro. You're musty. Yeah. so,
1: so, stories, but, so go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, so like just that, and then my um, my stories are where you're gonna get. Like I said, you had that persona on the feed of the firefighter, Fenton. Sorry, I'm getting all crazy in my hands. Um, but the story is uh where you'll see me as the person that's where you see little clips of my family little snippets right. and things like that I, I try to have some uh i try to keep some privacy for sure and things like that because there's a lot of freaking weirdos out there oh
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely. yeah absolutely. But, but sadly you know, right yeah, they're out yeah. there me yeah. so one of my followers uh wanted to know and i i promised i'd ask um do you blow dry that you have to keep it blow dried to keep it fresh <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know it's just uh, a little calm a little little tlc
0: <laughs> yeah I was hoping maybe you can give me some you know advice for mine i can get one looking like fancy like yours
1: <laughs> oh yeah you so just... for you in
0: 2010 i mean this is you know this was like a joke right i mean you never expected this tell me <laughs> what this is like for you How did, how are you dealing with all this
1: yeah, it, you know, like yeah, like you said, it, it started back in 2010, my department does an annual banquet and it's it's kind of an awards thing, um, it's a charity fundraiser, so it's, it's a good time for everybody to get together, hang out and and <clears throat> we were doing it and it always was kind of like just boring. It was a fun night, but it was kind of boring, you know, you right. have speaker okay, next person's going to come up. All right, so on someone that's a board. okay, now we're going to have dinner and it was just like uh and so Um, we were just like talking about it on the, the charities board and stuff. And maybe we need to do some kind of, uh, some kind of comedic relief. Let's do something. So I was like, huh, well, I love making people laugh. I love music. Let's, I'll try and come up with something. And then literally it was coming back from a call with my part at the time I was on a, a rescue. So like here in Arizona, most of the rescues have firefighters on them. Um, there, there is some private companies and those don't have firefighters. Those are, those are, um, like EMTs and paramedics. But in Arizona, um, most of the fire department, fire base, all the, almost all the fire-based EMS systems have, uh, firefighters on it. Um, so we were coming back from a call and it was a knee pain. It was totally like, it was, it was, you know, yeah. Early in the morning, lady's knees has been hurting for days, yeah. and then let call now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then for whatever reason, now is the time to call. And so, you know, whatever we're coming back, and that Lady in a song comes on the radio and it's quarter after one. You know, and
0: <laughs> I just start
1: saying call one because my knee hurts now. My, me and my partner Dave, we just start dying laughing, and I was like. Maybe I could turn that into a whole song and make a video right. so we did that put it out there literally I, I, I threw it up on YouTube um, just so the people who were on shift that night
0: right so that's important to understand that this was not like you weren't looking for this Th- this firefighter Fenton thing wasn't like something you dreamed of right this, it this wasn't
1: happened. a thing yeah. my YouTube was literally like um, my name at the time I think it was just my name like and so and I had videos of just random stuff and I threw this video up there I think my most viewed video before that had maybe a hundred views maybe and I think I had like 10 subscribers and, and I knew every one of them personally so I was like so I threw this video up there And I just remember when they played it at the banquet, the place erupted and I was looking at my wife and we were just like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I've never heard like laughter like this. And it was just like, Oh my goodness. And I was actually kind of nervous because I had watched that video so many times editing that I was like, I don't know if this is funny anymore. Like, I'm not sure if this is funny. I've seen this so many times. This might not be funny, whatever, threw it out there and it just went crazy. And then the next morning, it was well on its way to a million views and i was oh like god. holy cow what happened and i had i had thousands of emails from youtube because at the time i would get an email for every subscriber and i was like holy crap my youtube channel is blowing up
0: oh my god it's incredible
1: so it was it was cool it was it was a crazy waved ride when it happened <laughs>
0: Call her after one Call the 911 Cause my knee hurts now And I bet she didn't fall She's got no complaints at all Just her knee hurts now And I don't think I can drive myself So when this happened, were you, were you and your wife talking? You're like, maybe I'm on to something here. Is that kind of how it started.
1: You know what? Not really. Like I, to be honest, I kind of uh, took for granted the momentum that I had, and I didn't. I didn't capitalize on it. I could have totally capitalized. I feel like I could have grown the platform very, very quickly at the time because it was blowing up. Because there was some mm. drama around that first video, yeah. like. It it was up and then I had to take it down and it was up and I had to take it down and some of that was coming from labor and and um, other things with within the department. Never got in trouble. Everybody always says, "Oh, I heard you got in trouble." Oh, I heard that guy got fired. Never got in trouble. My fire chief loved it. I've always had the support of my fire department, so it's been really great. Um, but they uh, there was a social media policy that came out because of that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but it wasn't bad. It's was just, you know, because we, nobody knew it was going to blow up like that. Nobody knew it was going to well, blow up like that. You weren't
0: expecting guys from your work to watch it. You weren't expecting millions of people to watch it.
1: Exactly. And so like in that first, so the first version of that video, you could see where I worked and everything like that. It's since been edited out. So it kind of blew up and it was like, oh, wow, this is, this has really turned into something. So I only, I would I made that video, had a lot of fun got recognized all the time which was kind of crazy for me it was it was really cool right and so i was like man and so then i kind of started feeling that pressure of like how am i going to top this i got to do another one And so i literally was only making one video a year for like seven years after that like literally i made just one video a year that's all it was i I made a facebook page i made an instagram i was just kind of they were not, not, I think my Instagram, I think had like 300 followers, my Facebook page. It took me like years and years to get it up to like 5,000 people on there, which was awesome, but yeah. it was a lot of work, but I wasn't posting regularly. And it took me a long time to really kind of learn social media. And it wasn't until literally like a couple years ago that I actually, so fireman323, um, Scott reached out to me and just said, Hey man. I'm a huge fan of your stuff all the way back since my knee hurts now. He's like, I think you're missing the boat on this, dude. I think you should really, you know, sink your heels in and and see what you can come up with. Try and post stuff regularly. I think you would be really, really great. And I was like, wow, man, I appreciate that. And this is coming from a guy, like, I literally had, like, 300 followers. He's got, like, over 50K at the time. And I'm like, holy cow. So I'm like, all right. So, you know, it was – I think it was, like, 2018 – yeah it was it was thanksgiving of 2018 i was talking to my wife and i said you know what for the month of december i'm going to post one piece of content a day every day for the 30 days just want to see what happens and i went from like 300 to like thirty three hundred in 30 days and i was like whoa and it just it just kind of took off from there so
0: and what's cool is you know you're not you're not doing this for the money man you're doing it because you enjoy it it's something it's something funny yeah, abs- yeah it's absolutely right. What I love about it is, like I said earlier, it's just like it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in a firehouse, someone's experienced something you're poking fun at. Right. Now, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. One of the videos that you posted was trying to get the, the truck and pump. Now, <laughs> now, in the morning when we do our truck checks, you know, we get our guys together. We're, you know, we're starting our day before we have breakfast we do exactly that we check the truck out and then every morning i hear the chauffeur <laughs> it's the same thing bro yeah right and it, you hear it grinding and he's like it's not me i'm not it's not, <laughs> I'm yeah, not. Uh, so when you posted that i was dying it was funny like we started immediately everyone that i work with that saw it was tagging the same chauffeur like <laughs> you know, because this is you it's just so awesome you know it makes me laugh so hard because it's like real life stuff
1: Oh, yeah. That's the thing is that I've learned <clears throat> is if I see something and I find it funny, I instantly write it down. Or if I see somebody complaining about something, I'll write it down. Because I, I, I feel like I've kind of identified that there is like a fine line between like when somebody's pissed right and – everybody else thinks it's funny so if i can like recreate that everybody it's gonna be funny like because it's always if there was a way that you could pull your like when you're just in a fit of rage about just something where you're upset about something if you were able to pull yourself out of that scenario and look at it from like a a can't another camera angle you would laugh like oh my gosh this is i'm being ridiculous and so i love being able to recreate those moments and i just will write that down yeah it's like if if i see somebody doing something weird too i'll write that down because i'm like we're all human beings. We are creatures of habit. There is no way that's the only person in the world doing that. And I'll make that. And it always, people are always like, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so, you know?
0: That's what's awesome about your show, man. And about what you do, because it's exactly what happens. Yeah. Everything you put out, it's like, yeah, I know someone like that. <laughs> I've seen that. I've heard that. It's it's great. Out of all these videos, bro, which which one would you say is one of your favorites? Oh, dude. I'll tell you what. Um, tell me your favorite, and I'll tell you my favorite of yours.
1: Okay. Um I think honestly I think the the one that I can watch over and over that it's just it's just weird because I'm watching myself, but it makes me laugh is <laughs> the they said the college states no lights and sirens
0: that's my favorite and, one bro
1: I'll do it. I just, Dude, that's, <laughs> my, <laughs> that's
0: my favorite when you uh, when you first put that out, when I tell you I was belly laughing, I felt like I just got done doing abs. I was laughing so <laughs> hard because you get those calls you know and the dispatcher's like, oh, just so you know, the, the caller doesn't want any lights and sirens. They're like, oh, really? Because, you know, I'm up in the middle of the morning. I'm coming. They're going to know I'm coming. Hey, uh,
1: caller states, no lights and sirens, please. Oh, he does, does he?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And they don't want to be embarrassed. Oh, okay, well, there must not be an emergency if you're worried about embarrassment. You
0: know? like, How, was it? did you have to laugh a million times doing that video? You must've cracked up doing it.
1: Oh right. Well, what was funny was, um, so that was my captain in the, in the captain seat at the right. time. I was like, I was like, Hey, you know, I was like, you want to just do it? And he's like, Hey, caller States, no license, science, please. And I'm like, Oh, it does, does he? And it was funny because when I filmed that, I was like, nobody can be in the cab. You got to get out. It's got to right. just be me in here because I'll never be able to get it done. And I had to do it like three or four times just to, ah, the yelling. And it was hard because they're all outside the truck looking through, just watching me just scream and they're dying laughing. They're filming me on their phones like, look at this clown. And it was, it was just funny.
0: Which, which actually leads me to my next question. And that is explain to me a little bit about that dynamic of your, the guys you work with. I mean, because they're with you, like literally with you during this journey. So they've seen you start from nothing to where you are now. What is it like for them?
1: They, you know what? I think what's been so cool about all this is, like, I, everybody's been very supportive. I don't really have any, like, naysayers on, on my department specifically. There's some people that I, I think are – they probably wouldn't say it to my face, but you know, but yeah. whatever. But, but for the most part, everybody's been very very supportive and and i think it's because i've always been i've always tried to be respectful you know of the guys and not have my my stuff interfere with anything um i don't i don't do a ton of stuff like on duty i'll do stuff like hanging on off shift or come in come up you know off shift to make it look like stuff but i always i love i love to have people involved with it too you Absolutely, know and yeah. and like so i i brought them along and I think it's given guys um, a big sense of pride for the department. It's given me a huge sense of pride for the department because it really put our department on the map. And a lot of guys are like, so like when we go out on whether it's fire calls, you know, just when we, when we respond to our day-to-day stuff or if like, I'm part of our wildland team too, when we deploy on wildland or when they deploy on wildland, it's so crazy guys are like, Dude, I was at fire camp in, in Oregon, and the guy saw my shirt and was like, "Oh, you work there? You know that guy?" They're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh my gosh!" And it's just, it's it's that blows my mind to me. That's cool. But it's so cool because guys are like, it just you know, it's just it's just cool because they were known, right? And, it, and it's and it's been a it's been a really fun journey, and the guys have all been supportive, and they all enjoy being part of the videos. And uh, like I said, I just I just try to be respectful and and just keep it lighthearted, keep it clean. I think a lot I think a lot of people in general love that too. Is that you can watch it with your family and not have to worry about what's going to come out of my mouth or what they're going to see because
0: right. it's all my clean. Kids,
1: fun. My kids watch it too. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah.
0: It, it must be fun that your your kids will watch it. They, they must laugh at the mustache, right? Oh yeah,
1: they love it. They are they're always like, Daddy, did you make a new video? I wanna watch it. And they they think it's so – all like I always I always send I make videos, and I send them to my wife. And I'm like, is this funny? Oh, you know, cool. and she's just like half the time she's like, You're an idiot. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, you married me, so I'm just <laughs> saying, you know. <laughs> but but the kids will always watch it with her and so
0: yeah. That's good. Now what's in the future for Firefur Fenton?
1: Yeah, you know, I definitely, um, I definitely plan on continuing, uh, continuing doing it. I don't know um, exactly what's gonna happen or, or necessarily how far it's gonna go. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the the time, uh, the challenge of coming up with stuff creatively, and, right. and so yeah, I you know, I. I I have some aspirations of some things that I really want to do. And, and so I, I would like to kind of expand the firefighter Fenton character, um, <laughs> you know, into uh, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go, but it, I'm just
0: really enjoying it right now. I, I love the uh, collaboration with Jason. That was, that was hysterical with the guy with the scooter. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so funny, man. The way you guys orchestrated that was just, it was perfect. Yeah, bro. If you're not here in like 10 minutes, I'm leaving without you, Right. Bro,
1: relax, man. I'm walking out the door and jumping on the scooter. This thing's super fast, dude. Ten minutes later. What, what is that sound? The Cam- cameras... Yeah, hi, nine one one. You're never gonna believe
0: this. So when you and Jason made that video with the guy in the scooter, which by the way was hysterical.
1: Yeah.
0: How did that come about?
1: You know, I I just I saw that video and I was just like, oh my gosh, just that guy just grinding across that metal fence. He ace man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And I was I was dying laughing and I had my plan was to just it wasn't it when i saw that video it it was not to uh collaborate at first i saw it and i was my plan was to just pretend like i was coming out of my house i'm like what's that sound like let me check my security cameras and like oh my gosh i was gonna have something else um and i i sent the video to jason i said here's the next video i'm gonna I'm going to make a video on it. and he was like holy crap bro <laughs> and then um he said something about about the guy um looking like him or whatever and I was like oh dude we could collaborate on this one I'm like just I'll just be like I'm like yeah I'll just I'll call you you know I'm like all I need for you to do is just send me a video like, dude, I'm walking out the door right now. I'll be there, whatever, you know. And so <laughs> it made it look like it was him racing over to my house.
0: <laughs> well, it was done perfectly. I was dying. It was so funny. Man. So many like that are just hysterical. The collaboration <sighs> things are awesome, especially with Instagram because, you know, you've become such a familiar face and as has Jason. So it's cool to see you guys together doing a collaboration. Yeah. I think a lot of people enjoy those.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun to work together. It's cool to be able to kind of, uh, we really we we were supposed to be at FDIC and of course COVID oh, yeah. shut that down. So that was that was really unfortunate because I was really excited about that to like we were both excited to like actually meet in person, right. And then and then be able to just you know spend like you know almost a week together just doing doing our thing and, and be able to create content together and just have have fun. And of course, yeah, the COVID shut the world down. So, <laughs> but,
0: yes, it did. Yes, it did.
1: yes it did. so. Yeah, but yeah, we enjoy we, we definitely enjoy collaborating.
0: That's fun. It's a lot of fun for us as viewers to to watch that too because you know, you both are funny as hell. So together it's even funnier, you know, which it's, it's good time. Yeah. One of the other things people don't know about you and you, you did allude to it earlier, is that uh you're also a wildland firefighter in Arizona, which you know, if anybody's paying attention right now out there, you guys are getting some wicked fires.
1: Yeah, this year we had it was the driest monsoon, I think, on record ever. So it just, you know, obviously hot, dry is doesn't mix. And especially and we've had we had crazy fuel loading this year. So we've 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 had some wetter winters, which has caused a lot of new growth. And it just has it they they projected like 600 percent as far as vegetation in some areas above average. And right. it, it just, we got hammered this year for sure. And, and it's going to be, and especially, so we got no rain. So we're still, I mean, it's November. I mean, last week we had, we had a 150 acre fire that, wow. you know, we're, we're dropping tankers on it and it's like, what are we doing? You know, it's ha- almost Halloween. Like, you know, like what is happening right now? And, and cause typically how, you know, how in the, I don't know if you're familiar at all with wildland at all, but, um, especially, um, um, Sorry, go ahead. I'm not. Okay. So, like, especially <clears> – <throat> so what they'll do is, is, like, in the Southwest, you'll have in, in the earlier – as the season starts up, we'll have, you know, crews from uh, – you'll have shot crews and, and hand crews and, and different engines from the Forest Service and BOM from all – from Montana, Oregon, Washington, Um you, the Northwest, all that kind of stuff, all the different regions or whatever, will will come to the Southwest, um, and just because our our seasons are so crazy, as they because it's so hot and it's so dry, and then our monsoon will hit. Our monsoon will hit July, August, um, and when our monsoon hits, it kills our wildland season, and then that's when we start sending our guy, our resources, so all the Arizona resources. And like my department specifically that's when our wildland team will get deployed to other states we've gone i mean we've gone as far we've sent guys to alaska wow. um we've sent guys to uh i think it was like two years ago or three years ago on thanksgiving they were out at uh, they were in north carolina um so go all over um i've been to california like i was in napa in 2017 when napa was was burning and it, you know, it's doing the same thing again this year. Right. But um, so that, it's kind of like the resources, there, there's a lot of help. And so it gets shared and spread out a lot. Well, and a lot of that didn't really happen. Obviously COVID kind of threw a wrench in the mix. So some places weren't sending people. Um, but also because we've had a lack of rain, like my department and a lot of local departments are like, we're not sending anybody out because right. we need our resources here to protect right. us. And, you know, like I said, we just had, you know, 150 acre fire um, ripping through the desert, threatening, like we have this historic, um, it's like a pioneer area um, that was, it's like this village that was, you know, when the settlers came in the 1800s and this fire is like breathing down there. And so we're trying to protect that. And it's like, it's Halloween, basically, you know, it was like two or three days before Halloween. And we're like, what is happening? Because this never happens. But it's, I mean. we were just talking about that today when I came in the ship, everybody's throwing their wildland gear on the truck. And I'm like, I don't think that we're going to be, I don't think we're going to be, sorry. I don't, I don't think that we're going to be having uh, that we're going to be, because like when the season ends, we just don't put our gear on the truck. You know what I mean? We don't need it. But I'm like, I don't think that's going to be a thing this year. (laughs) I think we're going to be keeping our wildland gear on the truck until all the way through next year.
0: Yeah. It's been a crazy, crazy year, man, for, for all kinds of, all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. so you're you're doing structural protection firefighting and also wildland which is cool cuz you get the best of both worlds. Right. Really expanded your experience level in your department. Specifically your department is one that does both. So um, unlike some other places you do both. Mm-hmm. What is that like when you have new brand new firefighters coming in into your department? Mm-hmm. And you saying to them, hey, guess what? You have to learn this, but also this.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really an eye-opener for them. Uh, I, I think in general, you know, people don't, even within the, even the fire community, especially outside the fire community, people don't understand the difference um, uh, of, I mean, they really don't understand the fire department in general, but especially with, in regards to wildland. Right. Um,
0: totally different animal
1: it's a different animal. And like I said, it, it, even within the fire community, like the wildland world is different. And, and I think with the new guys, when they come in, they come in the academy, like literally in the academy, they get a day, maybe a couple days of wildland and that's it. And then they come, they come up out to the trucks and we do extensive wildland training. Every member is, is red card certified. We go out and, and we do lots of training because we have our district is it's, it's, over 200 square miles so it's a, it's a large area and we awesome. have everything from city to like wildland urban interface where you like you have house people on property houses built up and this stuff is all around them and so it's, it's just a totally different beast So you got to get out there and i think they it what they underestimate is, is just how one how hot it is because right. it's just it's brutal here in the summer but Um, how fast these fires can move and how quickly they can change directions. And they, and and people will say, Oh, it's glorified gardening. You're just digging lines are doing things like that. And it's like, it, it, there's, there's so many different tactics. There's so many different things to learn. There's so many different operations that go into fighting a wildland fire. It's not just digging line, digging line plays a huge role. And, and, but you know what I mean? It's like, there's different tools for different jobs. And sometimes digging line is the best way to, to, contain a fire and other times it's you know it's airplanes and and having doing fire operations backburns things like that you know so there's so many different things so it it really I think the guys get a um, a big eye opener and when they get their first real fire and you see a fire you hear a fire roaring you see it coming fast and you see how quickly it can move um, it's it's just it just makes them respect it, and it kind of opens their eyes. Like, okay, wow, well, I, I really need to pay attention on this. This isn't just like, oh yeah, and we do wildland. It's like, no, the, a right. wildfire can kill you just as just as easy as a house fire. You know.
0: I remember the the one time I was in a head fire. I'll never forget the for one the intense heat Temp- mm. temperature change, the intense heat, and on top of that the sound. It, I mean, it sounded like oh, a freight tra- yeah. train coming behind me. It was unbelievable, and that was Absolutely. very early on. It was like nineteen ninety six, but even to this day, I remember, I remember like how much of that was like real, it's scary. You Absolutely. know I mean? in Being a young kid, it was crazy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think these guys, they think, oh, well, cause we're not wearing air packs and stuff like that. It's going to be easier, but it's not, it's, it's just different.
0: Right. It all, it's all hard.
1: It's just a different kind of hard and it's hot. You're carrying packs. You're not, a lot of times you're not carrying hoses. You know, you have a tool, you might have a bladder bag, maybe, or, or a lot of times it's just, it's literally just a tool. If you're with a truck, you'll have, you know, some of your brush lines and stuff like that pulled out. But for the most part, it's just down and dirty, yeah. hard work.
0: It's funny. I, I had, I had 25 years in the fire service when I took S-130, S-190. And I remember taking those classes and I was like, man, I can't believe how much goes into this because, you know from the outside looking in and you just, Oh, you're in a forest fire service or you're involved in wildland. You That's what you're doing. You're digging trenches, you're doing a fire line, but until you are actually engrossed in this information, it's unbelievable how much you actually have to know, especially. Oh yeah. The weather, the weather plays such a major role and wind, it's like so much you have to learn. It's, it's it was intimidating a little bit to, to learn that image information.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, there's, there's weather, there's knowing the different types of fuels, there's knowing, you know, about humidity and how that humidity affects, right. you know, fire behavior and, and just like topography and knowing where to align yourself in according to where a fire is burning or being able to predict what some fire activity can have. And that's, like I said, it's, it's, we're dealing with mother nature. So right. even, even highly trained, well thought out things, I mean, mother nature is crazy and it can change like that, you know, winds can shift, things can happen and it can, but you know, obviously we train and we anticipate a lot of those things a lot so that we, you know, we do our best to not put ourselves in those situations. You know, we, we, you know, you know, you know, as well as I do, we, we all work in the world of, you know, crap happens and sometimes crap does happen.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So how much time do you have on? What's your total amount of time right now?
1: So, March will be 17 years full-time. Good
0: for you. So, yeah. in, in that 17 years, what would you say has been, so far, your best experience as, as a firefighter?
1: You know what? So, um, in 2015, I had the opportunity to go to the, uh, the regional academy to be um, a mentor. And for me, that was hands down my greatest experience out of all the calls and all the things I've done. That was, it was awesome because you get to go in there and, you know, you've got the recruit training officers, you know, and they're kind of like the drill sergeants things like that where all the recruits are afraid of, but then you get to come in there and you, you know, I had, uh, 10 years on at the time, right? No, 12 years on at the time. Anyway. And it was, um, it's just cool to be able to bring the 12 years of experience to the table and be able to have new guys and sit down with them and like they'll listen to you and they they're just they're ready to hear everything you have to say. You had some cocky ones, but like it was it's always awesome to be able to bestow some of your knowledge, some of your wisdom, some of the things that you've learned and then have them experience it firsthand, like, oh geez, that actually worked like wow. And then have them like appreciate it. Or just little things like a really proud moment for me. And it was something that I didn't even think twice about was, you know, you're, you're, you're like the buddy, you know, but again, at the same time, you're, you're a buddy, but like they can't mistake your kindness for weakness because if they're screwing up, yes, I'm a mentor, but I'm also going to get on you if you're, if you're not performing or if you're, or if you know, you're slacking off or whatever, because it's, this is, it's a serious job. It's a serious job that could seriously kill you, you know? (laughs) And so, you got to learn. You got to know things, and um, and the old crotchety guys that sometimes people write off take everything they have, even if they're an a hole. They yep. got lots of wisdom, and Absolutely. there's a lot of stuff that you can take from that. But it was just awesome. So, like, like what I was saying was the most proudest I had was actually at the graduation. The class speaker, one of the recruits he told a story and I didn't even know, like it, to me, it was like, it was nothing like, and so in the Academy, they were pulling hand lines. or doing, we're, we're taking plugs and pulling lines and doing all kinds of things, just doing sets and reps over and over and over. And so I'm driving the truck, you know, I'm telling them, jump out, take the plug, whatever. And I'm pumping and the RTOs are telling us, you know, Hey, uh, if these guys, you know, they, they were doing the loop loads. Right. And right. Uh, so it's like, if he drops his loop too, too fast, before pull he charge that line yep and and so I'm like all right so I'm watching them and there's this one recruit and he he pulls the line and as he was running like he I can't remember what happened something something caught and it pulled and so he dropped the loop but it wasn't where it was at
0: it was spaghetti. And so
1: and so it was kind of but he was but he saw it and he just started sprinting. I mean, this dude was a strong dude and he was able to pull it out. And, and the RTO was like, he charged that line. And I'm just slowly pulling the gate because right. I could see what happened. He didn't, he wasn't, he didn't like purposely drop it. It caught on something as he was pulling and he thought, Oh, my loops snag, whatever. But just even that he was kind of like, he said, he told the story, he's like, After he's like firefighter Fenton did that, I realized this guy has our back. This guy is actually truly looking out for us, and he knew, like, he knew. And he's like, and I caught crap, you know. I the the RTO came over, like, you know, what the hell was that? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, you know, why why didn't you pull that? And I was like, I pulled the gate. He's like, yeah, uh, huh? Like, I don't be soft. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, don't be soft on these kids. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not. I pulled it. He's like, yeah, okay, you know. And but it was just really cool to. Nice for that. It had a big impact on him, just something simple as that. I didn't think twice about it. He never said anything about it at the time, but then it was was impactful enough that um, he told that story at the graduation. And there were so many things that throughout that that experience of going through the highs and lows with these guys, you know, walking them through their first skills course and things like that. And literally, these dudes, half of them are in way better shape than I was and they're ripping their gear off, and they're like, I don't know if I can do this. How are you doing this? You haven't taken your gear off once, and I'm like, how many times have you done a skills course? And they're like, never. I was like, okay, well, that's most of your, pr- 90% of what you got going on right now is mental. Absolutely. I've done so many of these. Yep. I know, you know, like, I, I, I've done so many of these, and I know exactly what's, what's coming next, and you have right. no clue.
0: Right. So, so would you say that, being part of that mentorship program and being asked to go to the academy with those young recruits, would you say that refreshed you as a firefighter?
1: Absolutely. I I absolutely do. Um, You know, it made me appreciate where one, where I'm at in my career and the, it was, and it was kind of a, I remember seeing the mentors in in the academy and thinking like, that's awesome. It's so cool to see those guys who have so much time on and taking their time out and, and like giving back and being able to share things that they've learned. And I'm like, I would love to do that one day. And so for me, it was just, it was, it was like, it was like a goal really. It was a, I achieved a goal. And so I was able to do that and it definitely refreshed. Yeah, for sure. But to see these new guys and to see them so motivated and, and um, just ready to get out there and, and make a difference. And it was, it definitely motivated me and refreshed me in my career. And I, I, was just, I was really proud to do it. Um, and it was just cool to have, you know, 12 years on at the time and have the respect of these kids. Cause that's the thing, you know, I'm, I i do not expect them to respect me just cause I have 12 years on, like right. I still was able to earn these new guys respect. And, um, and the cool thing is, is, is I still, even the guys that are, um, with my department that were in that Academy still talk about stuff. They still, you know, they feel more comfortable asking me questions. Um, awesome. and, and even with the other, I run into other guys and, you know, we see them at trainings or whatever it is. And it's just like, Hey man, it just, it built a, you know, a solid bond. And, and, uh, it was, it was great. You know, like I said, you, know, you go to the Academy, do that stuff. And then at the end of the Academy, they do the vehicular rotations where we take them out and we just, we have reserve engines and we're literally driving around, all the cities in the you know the phoenix metro area that's awesome um, like there's like i said there's 28 departments in our system that it's called automatic aid and we literally just run all over all the different cities everywhere else and just jump calls and oh we,
0: that's you know, awesome get, it's what it's a great, great experience for them uh, to, be, to yeah be everything
1: yeah and they get to see first you right. know They're training, and it's awesome to see. And we run everything. You know, we're not just jumping fire; we're running everything. We're running everything from the 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 minor fall injury who just needs a lift assist to a gunshot wound to a house fire, so they can see all of
0: it. That's great. So that that right there says everything, man. And and like you said, it's all giving back. You know, I think that's it's so important in in the fire service now that give back, continue to give back. So before I let you off the hot seat. Is there, is there anything you'd like to add about the fire service? Something that means something to you?
1: Um, something that means something to me about the fire service. You know, like, yeah, I, I think we we touched on a little bit before, but like, you know, we talked about family and and I, that was the thing that I always talked about in the mentorship is, um, I I remember that like one of the first talks I had with, with the, the recruits was like, we're so much more. I, I always take the opportunity that anybody knew just to let people know, like we're so much more than firefighters. Like we like, I'm Brent and I'm a firefighter, um, but I'm Brent first. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm Brent who happens to be a firefighter. I'm not a firefighter who happens to be Brent. And I always tell these guys like, just remember, you know, you're, you know, your are a husband, you know, a wife, a son, a daughter, you know, a friend, a sister, a brother, whatever. You're all these things and you bring all that to the fire service. And you get the cool thing is, is you get to be all that even in the fire service because right. now you're coming into like a second family.
0: Absolutely. And you get to be,
1: you get to bring all your strengths, your weaknesses, all that stuff here. We get to see it all. We get to see all the down and dirty, the, the highs the lows of everything that everybody's got going on. But it's just remembering that we are, this job is a great, you know, like guys say that this job defines me. And, and to me, like I just, I kind of cringe when I hear that. Um, right. It's a fantastic job. It is, it is, it is, um, it's what I love to do. Very, very proud to do it. I would never want to do anything else. Um, uh, but I, like, like we talked about before, you know, there, there's things that can happen and you can have career ending injuries or career ending things, and we got to have something to fall back on. And, and so I, you know, we don't want to put all our stock in to what we do, you know? And so for me, you know, I've got, you know, my firefighter Fenton, that's like my yeah. outlet. I've got a good support system around me. I got friends, I got family, you know, um, you know, I'm very involved in my church, I got faith, you know, so I rely a lot on God. So I got a lot of outlets and, and things that I, that there's a lot of things that define me right, outside of just being a firefighter. And so to me, I, I just, I, I love, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm like reinventing the wheel on any of this or whatever, but I just love to remind guys of that, you know, like you're, you are awesome. You should definitely be the master of your craft in the fire service for sure. But just, but don't forget, don't neglect the other things that that make you, you, because
0: there's life outside the fire.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And, and really, I mean, we can teach anybody, we can teach anybody to do this job. We can teach anybody to pull a line, pull ceiling, you know, take a plug, whatever. We can teach anybody to do that, but to like, just be a good roommate, you know, be a good human being, um, be a good human being, just, you know, be a pleasure to be around, treat other others, treat others Right. You know, those are those are the kind of things that I I put more stock in personally.
0: Well, listen, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on to my little show. It was uh, it was cool to have you, especially over the years seeing you on Instagram as as Firefighter Fenton. Uh, but it was cool for me to meet you and uh, to see who what you were really about—the man behind the mustache. Yeah. And uh, I wish you all the best. I'm looking forward to seeing even more of Firefighter Fenton, which I. I I, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next one. It's always like, I can't wait for the next one. Um,
1: I, de- I definitely have a lot of videos in the, in the chamber. I've got a <laughs> lot of people ask me all the time. When are you going to make more, more music videos?
0: Right. Um, Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> I,
1: there's definitely, I literally have 10 that are like waiting in the chamber oh, awesome. uh, that I just, I just need to film. Um, but again, Gary talked about, it. I have four kids, so it makes it a little bit more difficult, <laughs> right. but they're coming so I'm not going anywhere.
0: Well, we're definitely looking forward to seeing your success. And uh, I personally wish you the best. And and please uh, send say hello to the family for me. And, and we're looking forward to uh, letting people know really who you are. And that's what this episode was all about. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing even more Firefighter Fenton in the future.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Anytime, brother. Be safe. All right, thanks. You too. All right. Take care.